In our culture, everything is based on success. But what is success? Who defined it? Who decided that success was the goal instead of fulfillment? What happens if we shake up that definition? What if we make our own definition of success? My name is Tony Grebmeyer, and on this podcast, I'm going to dig deep into the real stories behind success. Join me as I interview other entrepreneurs who've climbed up Success Mountain and have come back down to share their stories so you can succeed. If you're ready to join a community of other entrepreneurs redefining success and finding fulfillment, go to BeFulfilledLife.com and join the community. Now, let's dive into today's show. Welcome to Be Fulfilled is the real stories behind success, and I'm your host and your friend and your Sherpa up Success Mountain, Tony Grubmeyer. And you know what's awesome? Uh, today's guest is a special friend and a business associate. I've actually traveled uh, to Europe with her husband and my wife uh, earlier in 2020, uh, right before the lockdown that everybody's been facing. And what I love about today's guest is she's passionate, she's dedicated, she's a mother, and she sees the opportunity, she grabs it, and she just wants to actually be of service and help people. So she is the founder of a new corporate event planning agency, along with a speaking bureau based out in Colorado. Her growing business went from progress and success to canceling and postponing all of the events due to COVID-19, you know, pushing her into a hard place, like, now what do I do, right? But Like many business owners here in America and across the world, she had to get into action. She had to figure out what was next. And so during this time, she's focused inward and dialed in on what it would take to adapt in uncomfortable situations. So her story is going to be one that if you take pen to paper and and really pay attention to, it may help you where you're at in your business trying to figure out what do you do? How do you do it? And uh, she's just going to be awesome. So I know that you're in for an amazing ride up Success Mountain with today's guest from Noble Ear Events. Please welcome Parisa Noble. Thank you, Tony. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, also, which is kind of cool, I uh, logged on to uh, Facebook today and I checked out my memories. And somehow you and I became friends eight years ago today. Today, huh? Today, which is really, really cool. Your husband is one of my really, really good friends along with you. Um, and he is the VP of sales at Chip Offers, Josh. So it's really, really cool over the years to see uh, not only uh, you grow, but Josh grow and then kind of see the family evolve. So really, really excited that we just get to talk a little bit about what you're up to. One of the conversations we had towards the end of last year was transitioning away from corporate America and leaving Dish. Uh, you worked for Dish for several years and kind of ready to do your own thing. So I'd love to just ask you the first question out the gate. What is your definition of success? My definition of success, I mean, you know, money is nice, right? Um, Accomplishments are nice, but I think for me, at least success comes down to something that's intangible. Um, You know, you can go buy the boat, we can get your company to 10 million, but once you get there, you're always hoping for more and looking for more once you're there. So I think the true definition of success at its core is it just comes down to what makes you happy. I feel like when your thoughts, your feelings, your actions, your reactions, everything that's internal to you is aligned with everything external to you and everything's flowing in harmony in a sense, that's when those accomplishments and those things start coming to you. Right. And 
all of those accomplishments put together matched with you doing what you're supposed to be doing at the right time with the right people. I think those things add up to you finding happiness in what you're doing. So I think ultimately the overarching umbrella of success is, are you happy? Damn. I just was playing basketball with Michael Jordan, just sank the three. I love it. Um, (laughs) I love the fact that uh, you rise to the occasion. Uh, I, I forgot to mention you're an accomplished singer, songwriter, and uh, we'll put some links in the show notes today. You can check those out at TonyGrubmeyer.com. And you can listen to Parisa over on Spotify and other outlets where you listen to your favorite songs. So as a uh, just an entrepreneur, and a mom, and a wife, you know, when you look back at your early days, and I call it like my teen years, you know, what were you thinking about wanting to go into as a career? Oh, man, it was scattered. I got to say the journey to get where I am now, it was it was a lot of zigzags and turns that with things that I thought I wanted to do. But I think throughout the journey when I was younger, I wanted to be in the finance industry. So I kind of wanted to like trade um, just as like the day job. Right. Because the fantasy dream was I want to be Beyonce. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And then I went to college and I got my degree in finance and economics. Um, And my whole thought was career wise, I'm going to go into, you know, I'm going to be a stockbroker. I'm going to work in the financial industry. But everything that I did, whether it was at school or after school, you know, when I graduated, the jobs I had, I always veered toward events subliminally. Like I didn't even realize I was doing it. For example, I was in the finance club and I started planning all of their events, or I worked with a commercial real estate company after college. Um, and I, I was the chair of their internal events committee. So I always gravitated toward the events industry. And I think, you know, I was probably about maybe 24 when I realized, Hey, I love doing this. I'm good at doing this. Um, and I actually jumped into a dedicated events role in corporate America. And since then that's been the bread and butter, right? So I, Worked in corporate America doing that. Um, and then I ventured off and launched No Blair. And that's been something that, you know, not only, you know, do I enjoy it, but I find fulfillment in it because it's bringing people together to kind of make new connections, bring new ideas about and things like that. So I like the fact that, you know, you said you wanted to be Beyonce. And I'm like, but <laughs> just the name Parisa alone kind of sounds like Beyonce, right? It's got this like really cool single. <laughs> Like, hey, I could put this on my album. I could put this on my business card. And everybody just knows me. But one of the things that I've learned about you is what you kind of just described. Um, you've always had this this idea in front of you. You just like events. We can jump right into it and talk a little bit about when everything was going well. Um, you know, some people don't know, but I used to meet with you occasionally at a coffee shop to talk to you about direction and helping you to kind of get some of your thoughts together. So that you can make that transition a little easier. So you knew that somebody had some corporate American experience could also say, hey, look, we put on events. We do things. What would you like to do? But one of the things I always notice is like you were the hungry one. Like you just have this really, really cool fire inside of you. And I wish most of the people I sit down and talk to had the same drive and focus that you do. I've always noticed that about you. And so I give you a little love just to tell you. I think it's really, really cool because when COVID hit, we all got back from Europe. You and Josh went over to visit Alex, now his uh, fiance in um, 
like uh, Barcelona and comes back to America a couple of days before we do. I come home a couple of days later with Amber. And now it's March 10th, a couple of days later, lockdown. And I know that you were just getting started with, you had some speakers in your lineup. You had people that were signing on to do events. Tell me what your world felt like when the breaks of life just got pulled. Yeah. Good question. Um, you know, I think at first I was just in, in shock. I imagine as we all were as, you know, what is happening in the world, what's going on. Right. Um, for me, I had only left dish was where I was at. I had left there probably five or six months prior to that. Um, and things were great at dish. So my initial thought was, Oh my gosh, I just left my job to launch an event company and events are getting canceled left and right. I mean, I remember we were watching basketball and I think it was the Dallas and Nuggets game when they canceled the NBA. So it was first sporting events to go. Then it was, you know, the primary debates would do it without an audience. So one by one events started getting canceled, restaurants started closing. Um, and it just kind of sunk in that, okay, things are about to come to a screeching halt probably right now. And my only thought at the beginning was this can't be happening. You know, I imagine there's a lot of other business owners that felt like this too, whether you're in the restaurant industry, um, the event industry, the airline industry. I mean, there's so many industries that got hit. Um, and I think everybody's had to pivot. And in a way, it's almost become a, a learning lesson, you know? So although it brought its own challenges, there's definitely a silver lining of, for me, at least, I feel a little bit more equipped today, um, knowing that I can adapt in a situation like this, that'll probably stick with me moving forward. But yeah, at first it was, it was crazy. And then it started to sink in a little bit. And I started journaling and really watching how I felt and how I reacted to it. And I realized that I have a pattern, um, whether it's something as intense as COVID totally stopping your business, or if it's, you know, any other change that you come about, it's different phases that you go through to adjust. So the first phase for me was definitely disbelief. Yeah. And it was devastating for everybody, you know, and, and everybody interprets news so differently. Um, so here you are some, some weeks and months removed from the initial shock. And I uh, was just chatting with your husband the other day and saying, you know, Parisa is doing amazing. And I'm like, what is, what is she doing? And she figured out an angle to go after. And so I want to talk a little bit about today, instead of postponing events, shifting events, right? Instead of saying it can't be done, saying, you know what, we can find a way. And that is what I'm really, really excited about for anybody listening today is shifting your mindset, flipping the switch, you know, instead of saying no, saying, hmm, virtual events could work. Um, I just need, I need a coordinator. I need somebody to help me pull it off. So talk to me a little bit about your events company. And then um, maybe we can just talk about one or two examples that are working really, really well right now that um, I always love to give anybody who's listening something tangible that they can implement today in their life. They don't have to buy the service, but if they're like, hey, I'd love somebody to help us, now now we've got access to somebody who who's leading this industry, uh, we can give them access to your information and you can have a conversation offline. But talk about what what is kind of some of the things that you're seeing. Yeah, so for me, so when I approach planning an event, it's always hitting on the five senses. So even in, in person events before this all happened, 
It's what are the attendees seeing, hearing, feeling, touching in a sense, and even smelling. Like if you can stimulate all five senses, that's when there's a good experience. So when this happened and you take away the in-person factor, you know, it's definitely a big obstacle, but thank goodness that we are in this day and age, in this day and age and we have technology. Obviously everybody started pivoting to zoom doing their Google meet or their Google hangouts. Um, and that's where we pivoted to events also. And I think for me to get to that point, I had to sit in the disbelief of where I was at and then I had to accept it. And from there I started talking about it with people. I, I talked about it with you, I talked about it with my parents, my husband, obviously my, my in-laws. Um, and it was just kind of a sounding board for different ideas of things that we could do. And I think I even texted you randomly, like a crazy idea. Hey, let's throw a graduation ceremony virtually for all the high school grads, you know, just crazy ideas. And when you have the sounding board that helps, and I'd say probably 50 to 90% of those ideas don't stick, but after you let it marinate, which I think is the next phase of adapting, you know, that's when the good ideas kind of take hold. And from there, we, we formulated a few different concepts for virtual events um, where we have virtual dinner parties, virtual wine tastings, um, which those two are my favorite just because it is accessible to anybody anywhere. So my clients oftentimes, you know, like Tony said, I work with um, corporate teams and nonprofits. So oftentimes you have teams that are spread out across the country and all you need is internet. So doing these virtual dinner parties, I'll start there. What we have been able to come up with is if you take the concept of HelloFresh, for example, and you schedule a dinner party, you pick your menu item, and then we facilitate sending a dinner box is what we call it to each attendee. And the dinner box includes all the different recipe or all the different ingredients within the recipe. And you get online at a certain time and everybody joins a conference call and the chef runs the recipe and you get a live cooking class. So everybody cooks the meal together. Um, that's our virtual I love, dinner I party. love that idea. And I, I, I did something similar with Amber and um, it happened to be on uh, Father's Day. And my boys were watching and, and helping a little bit. And um, I, didn't, I didn't cook, but Amber did. And uh, I ate the food. It was delicious. But I got to tell you, we did it with our friends in Italy. And then when you shared that idea with me, I'm like, I think that is so genius and so awesome. Do you have a, like a minimum that you need to pull this off to make it really like successful? And is there a maximum that you think you need to not, you know, pull it off? As far as how many people you can yeah. have? Um, I think ultimately there's, there's no minimum or maximum right now. I think with the internet and having that accessibility across the platform. I mean, we have one professional chef and looking at the at Zoom, I mean, how many people can they have on Zoom? I'll say Zoom will put the maximum on it. Yeah, I think well over <laughs> a thousand people. And by the way, when we're done, I'm introducing you to my buddy who who just built a professional chef network during this time to get personal chefs all around uh, different regions to come in and cook meals. So I want to hook you up with oh, my buddy, awesome. Brian. Brian, um, Krasinski just started this company. So I want to get you connected with their team. I think that could be dialing just more, more opportunity for you left and right as you kind of scale this. I would love to meet him. Yeah. I mean, cause the thought is right now we have an amazing chef. His name's chef Devante and he just has such a wide scope of different foods that he can cook 
from soul food to Italian. So there's a, a broad spectrum of what's on the menu and what people can choose. And beyond that, if you're, if you're a big company that wants to brand it, we include custom um, branded like aprons and chef's hats to make it fun and make sure everybody's enjoying themselves. Right. So again, how can we touch on all the senses virtually? Yeah. And I'm thinking, you know, you've got your one Devante chef and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna hook you up with Brian. Now you can do events seven days a week Mm -hmm. instead of just one day a week. Right. That's how I'm like, my brain kind of works. I'm like, all right, it looks awesome. Let's scale this. Um, When you get up in the morning, I mean, I know you got uh, an amazing uh, two and a half, you know, almost two and a half year old Xander running around. How do you, how do you hold it all together with a busy uh, VP for a husband, two year old launching now virtual events? Because I think somebody needs to hear the words that are going to come out of your mouth next, because why I'm asking you this question is in the middle of the storm and the chaos of life is the rainbows and that everything will pass and you've been able to really adapt. And I think that having somebody like a Parisa on uh, your kind of virtual staff, you know, helping you to pull off your next corporate event, you know, holidays are coming. Um, I just wanted to know because I I think you speak and it's so easy to listen to you because the wisdom is right there. So how do you manage all of it? I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is, is being present. You know, when my, son wakes up and he's demanding attention, which happens a lot, right? (laughs) Toddlers. That's where, that's where I want to be because I know that it's going to be a short phase before he grows up. Um, I know that this phase that my business is in, in launching and pivoting new ideas, it's going to be in this phase only for a little bit. Um, And although it's chaotic, it's crazy. um, It's, it's all, it's all really a blessing. I got to say, so for me, how do I keep up with it all? It's it's being in one place at one time. If I'm focused on my work, if I'm in the office, it's closing the door and making sure I'm putting 100% into what I'm doing. If I'm with Xander, it's being present and making sure I'm putting 100% with Xander. Ultimately, it's, it's hard to say you can have it all, right? Because it gives a little, right? Like you got to give a little bit. You're not going to be able to spend all your time with your son or all your time at work if you want to have kind of that balance. So when you do have the time in whatever area of your life, whether it's, you know, in your faith, in your health, in your family life, in your work life, it's just being, being present and fully there when you're doing it. No, I love that. I appreciate you sharing. And I think that whole present thing is is so powerful for people. What we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and chat more today with our special guest, Priest Noble, and a dear friend. She's talking about now how you can put into action some simple practices to help you plan a virtual event. I know there's a lot of talk about us getting back to normal, and I'm going to tell you what I believe right now. Uh, we don't even know what normal is. That is uh, That has been erased really from our vocabulary, and we're really a, a adapting. We're like chameleons. We're changing constantly and we have to be open to change. And um, I'm looking forward to uh, using Parisa and her team to help us pull off uh, a virtual an event coming up here in just the coming weeks. And so as we begin to dive into that, I have tons of questions. How are we going to do this? And you know, the great thing is just listening to her. She's like, we'll find a way. Don't worry about it. We'll, we'll make it happen. And there's no maximum. There's no minimum. And that has to give anybody listening today a lot of just like peace of mind, like technology is built during this time. Like when Zoom 
was, you know, launching. Um, and we sat around celebrating uh, my uh, oldest's birthday in Vegas. And he was at a table with like three or four people as he was gambling that worked at Zoom. And, you know, Zoom got space in Netflix's old building. And they were like just kind of growing up in Silicon Valley. And I don't think they saw it. I remember I was talking to a colleague here, uh, Jamie, and then uh, her husband ran in about stock prices of Zoom. At one time, I want to say, if I'm not mistaken, it was $64, $69 a share, well over $200 a share today. They found a way to adapt through all the hacks and everything. If you can find a way to adapt through everything, that's the ups and the downs. That's the juggling more balls than once than anybody has ever made juggling possible. I promise you, if you don't quit, you'll find a way. Paris has found a way to help you and your corporation to be successful. So stick around. We'll be right back on the Be Fulfilled Podcast Show. Are you ready to break the mold? You know, so many people seem stuck in society, but you're not one of them. If you were, you wouldn't be listening to this. But I know for a fact that right here, right now, inside you, there's greatness. And a great way to help bring that out is the 12-week journey to fulfillment. So head over to BeFulfilledJournal.com and use the coupon code PODCAST and you get a special rate on us. It's our way to say thanks for listening. As well, there's access to a private community of entrepreneurs ready to support you and your business. That's BeFulfilledJournal.com. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we are back on the Be Fulfilled Podcast Show talking to the one and only Parisa. We're just going to give it... Parisa. We're not going to call her anything else. Just Parisa. She wanted to grow up to be Beyonce. Now she's just Parisa. A mother, (laughs) a singer, an entrepreneur, somebody who's out there trying to figure out in these changing times how to make it and to help others do the same. Um, So we're talking a little bit about, you know, putting on virtual events. What was something that you noticed early on when you launched your very first virtual event? Maybe it was a little kind of, I didn't know how it was going to go. And then once you saw the joy that helping to pull off these events, what was some of the feedback you got like from people who had pulled off an event with you? And what was the kind of feedback you received? I think people just are so, you know, hopefully now we we're all kind of adjusting to this new normal But when this all started, I think everyone was shook, right? Everyone was so taken off guard by just this new way of life, by having to stay home, by not having anything to do, not being able to go anywhere. So having something to bring people together and bring kind of a light to the, to the team, whether it's your team that does it or to your clients um, or to your donors, et cetera. (laughs) I think the biggest thing is it brought them a sense of escape from this is reality right now um, and bringing everybody together and allowing them to still have fun, smile, laugh, and still build that team culture, even though there's definitely some obstacles in front of them. Yeah. And you know, when you get to pull off something like you've done in a short period of time, you give inspiration and hope that, cause you talked a little bit about it too, about, fantasy, right? You know, you, you started sharing some of these ideas with your family and myself and your husband and probably even Xander. And I call that like, that's just pure fantasy. Like, what do you think? And Xander's like, mommy, mommy, can you play ball with me? You know? And it's like, that's kind of like what we're going to have to do for a while. We're going to just try some stuff. And I love taking that the mindset from fantasy to possibility. And you've perfectly executed what I call fantasy possibility and reality unknown. If it's going to work, your belief was it's going to work. And if there is a will, there is a way and you have found it. What I would love to know is how people can actually learn more 
about what you're up to. And by the way, if you're listening right now wondering, oh my gosh, it is going to be a big risk pulling off virtual events, COVID, license, insurance, protocols, etc. Could you just chat briefly about that and then give us some access to where people can learn more about you? Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because where you are, you know, there's different, depending on what state you're in, what county you're in, there's a lot of different guidelines and policies on what you can do when it comes to COVID. So with that, I mean, it's, it's keeping up to date with that. If you're doing something in person, if you're doing things virtually, don't be scared because ultimately if you've done a conference call once, that's ultimately how it works. If you have multiple people on and are doing a virtual event. So everything, you know, if you have a good platform and you have good internet, um, zoom, you know, I would recommend zoom just because they're pretty sturdy when you're um, speaking on it, right. It's a good connection. It's pretty seamless. Do get a membership. So you don't get cut off at, I think it's 40 minutes, right. Um, if you're doing a conference, a great way to make a, <laughs> a great way to make a what? But time's over. Sorry. Please put in your credit card. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. You don't want that. You don't want to be that person. So, you know, but ultimately don't shy away from, from hosting an event on, on a conference call because it's, it's seamless these days. I mean, technology is, is very reliable as long as your internet is reliable. So have good internet and you should be good. Um, If you're doing like a conference, it's ultimately, more similar to a meeting when you're doing a special event per se, there's ways to either mute everybody that's in attendance or make it so they can't see each other. And everyone's only seeing, for example, the chef or the speaker. Um, So there's a lot of different ways that you can go about making it work on a virtual setting. So um, that's that. And then for how to find more about what we're doing, everything is on our website, which is nobleer.com, N-O-B-L-E-E-R.com. So more info on the virtual events um, and on the other things that we're doing during COVID as well. I like it. Hey, that is Parisa Noble. We, we I did say I was only going to call it Parisa, but I'm very <laughs> proud of her. It was cool. I uh, I've learned a lot from you over the years of just just following your passion and your heart. Um, talk to me a little bit about singing. I think it's always cool to, to hear that. I know you laid up. If anybody gets to watch this video, you'll realize when I asked her about singing, she had a big smile because <laughs> music is very much a part of you. Um, being a mom, I've heard you sing many times to Xander and just how he lights up. Talk to me a little bit about what music means to you. It is. I love music. It's like an escape for me. It's a way to because I write songs and when I write, it's honestly like a way for me to dial in on how I feel about something before I even realize that's how I felt about it. So it's kind of therapy for me aside from just being fun. Um, I got to say when I had my son, I went on like a year and a half hiatus and hadn't written anything. And I'm just now getting back into writing some new music, which is exciting just cause I'm sure as all of you do, we all have a lot to say in this day and age, right? So it's a good way to kind of get my mind, I guess, focused and and declutter it because it's a nice hobby to just write everything on paper. Uh, What would you recommend we play? Of one of my songs? Fly, Do It. What would you recommend? I think Fly and Do It are the two that I'd recommend. Those two are my favorite. Fly is my slow jam um, and Do It is kind of the 
put your pants on and go song, right? So it's like, get it done, do it. And ambition frees you from restriction With that said, what's your vision? Meditate goals as a must Faith in fruition, so I trust And a royal flush, so we never fold Opportunities go to come to elevate your soul Free souls, making all things possible Through these audibles, no obstacles We unstoppable, see the vision through the optical Keep it cool like some popsicles Yo, unity and oneness, love and abundance That's what we run with, the hearts that we love With wild and wondrous, feed me your desires Cause we built an empire Money we ain't chasing, don't be mistaken We just resonating, success vibration Facing infinite potential in all situations We just receiving and embracing The future we engraving This amazing life is for the taking Ready, set, go, start creating Knowledge thyself, yeah I ain't ever gonna stop putting money on the table yeah. But I'm never gonna let myself fall to a label I'ma always stay true whole album was 
like the evolution of Parisa, I'd say, from going from, you know, kid to adult. That's what I would say it is for me. It was dialing in on, you know, be courageous enough to get it done. Don't shy away from things that might freak you out. Um, and you'll hear that in, in those two st- two songs specifically and fly and do it. All right. Well, what I'm going to do is we're going to take all of the information today. We're going to compile it into some amazing show notes. We're going to make sure that everybody has access to Parisa Ray over on uh, Spotify. Um, But what I'd love to do right now for the next couple of minutes is bring you into the fulfillment round. A bunch of random ass questions. There's no right. There's no wrongs. There's just you answering the question. So if you don't know it, don't worry about it. Just lie about it. It'll be okay. So if uh, you are ready, all I need you to do is say, I am ready. I am ready. Let's do it. And now it's time for the fulfillment round. No phoning friend, no using the Google machine, no digging into storage for the Encyclopedia Britannicus. And I promise Tony won't make you cry. And if you don't know the answer, just make it up. The fulfillment round brought to you by shipoffers.com for all your product and fulfillment needs. Now, Tony, you ready to ask some questions? First impression of meeting your husband. Oh, he's cute. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Um, one thing you've learned about being a mom. Um, be patient. I like that. How to be patient. You you talked a little bit about in the beginning too. Um, what makes you happy? You, uh, your husband, and you're not working. Where do you go? What do you do? What like what's for fun? What's for fun? Traveling. Traveling is very near and dear to our hearts. I feel like you get new perspectives, you learn new things um, from going to new places. So definitely traveling. Were you scared when you went down the uh, lift or elevator in Bucharest, Romania with us (laughs) when we were at Brahms (laughs) Castle going down? Were you a little petrified, like wondering what's to come? They built this lift this whatever going to the dungeon it literally was so scary for me even though there was like other things around so much energy was negative were you scared a little bit or were you okay with that i was scared walking through that whole castle that whole castle was so eerie but that yeah no that last part just because you didn't know what was around the corner and they had all these holographic ghosts as you went down you remember that yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, I just the re- the reason why I ask is because I think a lot of times in life we we have to be willing to take a step, even though we don't know where it's going to lead. We just have to have enough belief and faith that it's going to be okay. I've traveled a few times and seen you in action, and I was really disappointed that we didn't get to bring you to Italy with us. You guys went on your merry way; we went on ours. Um, and I hope that one day we get to take uh, you and Josh and show you the Amalfi Coast the way Amber and I love it. Um, when you think about your family and growing up, um, I know that your family's had a fought for a lot, kind of their freedom, um, their independence, um, the ability to kind of live here. And, you know, recently you lost your grandmother and I know that that was, um, a really, really important person. And she shows up in a music video, by the way, too, that you made. What are some of the great lessons when you look back that your parents taught you that they instilled in you that you could share today? I There's always one that comes to mind. I mean, they've taught me so much, right? Um, I could go on and on about all the different nuggets. And your dad's an entrepreneur. Me. 
He is. And I think that's where I get it as from my dad is in wanting to own my own business. So thanks dad. (laughs) Um, But I think the one thing that I remember is when I was in high school uh, I think I like got in trouble or something and I was no, in my room. Never get <laughs> no, in trouble. Me? I'm an angel. No. So he comes in my room and he tapes a piece of paper on the wall that says, always try to be the best that you can be. And that has stuck with me through everything is it's always trying to trump yourself and be better than yourself in a sense and push yourself to be at that maximum level that you could be like how good can you be what's your best personally um and I feel like that has stuck with me because I take that with me to you know I took that with me to school I took that with me to work I take it with me to my business I bring it to my family is how can I show up and play at a level 10 every day or most days at least. And I like, Hey, honesty is the best policy. I said, Hey, don't lie. So you've been telling the truth. So I love that question that I got to bring back because Persians and everybody, they make some incredible food. When you get time with your mom in the kitchen, is there a specific dish you two like to cook? I got to say my favorite dish is called Fisenjun, which is a chicken stew. Um, and it's, with pomegranate walnut sauce. So you ground the walnuts and the pomegranate together and you pretty much saute it and make a delicious stew and you put it over rice. That's my favorite, but somehow I can never make it as good as her. So still working on that. (laughs) Well, maybe what we need to do is do a a virtual uh, company event and have your mom be the chef and we can all get the ingredients and try our best. What do you think about that? I think that's a great idea. All right. I, I'll um, be learning too on that one. <laughs> She's tried yeah. to show me like And we'll record times. it. So we'll have it. We'll have it for <laughs> years to come. Um, one, uh, one thing that you have learned this year that has been the most kind of beneficial to your growth. One thing that maybe that stuck out this year that you've learned that's been most beneficial to your growth. This year has definitely been a year of, of lessons for me at least. Um, And I think the biggest thing is be aware of yourself intrinsically um, and what your reactions are to things, because I think it's very telling in how you respond to challenges, how you, again, adapt to situations is if you are kind of objectively looking at yourself, um, it, it just makes for better, less emotional decisions and reactions. And that's probably been the biggest thing is you know, this year I've, I've become way more in tune with my own thoughts and my own feelings through meditation, through journaling, et cetera. Um, so I would say that's the biggest thing that this year has brought me is getting more aligned internally for sure. Well, we started the year at the Super Bowl watching <laughs> JLo and Shakira, and we end it today with Parisa on uh, the Beef and <laughs> podcast show. What a uh, what an amazing 2020. I, I literally was making jokes heading into 2020. This is the year of the eyesight. I'll finally be able to see again. And uh, here we are dealing with COVID and all the other good things we got to work on. Um, but most importantly, uh, I've really enjoyed our time together. I'm, I'm honored to see what you're up to. Proud of you every single time I, I read a post or know that, you know, you're in the lab trying to figure out how to make something work. Or I love to hear that you're back, you know, creating, making music. And so... Um, I'm honored to call you a friend. I'm proud of you, like I said. 
and, uh, you know, keep, keep that positive attitude, that present mindset and, and remember no matter if it gets difficult, cause it always will that you have what it takes to make it through it every single time. So you've got a lot of wonderful support around you. So that is Parisa Noble. My name is Tony Grebmeyer. And no matter where you go, no matter what you do, choose to make today the absolute best day of your life. Thanks for listening to today's show. But before you go, let me ask you a question. How would you like to be the architect of your journey in this game we call life? Take the next step now at www.tonygrebmeyer.com. Enter your details to get the first week of the Be Fulfilled Journal for free. It includes access to our private community of thousands of other entrepreneurs. It'll give you more clarity and freedom in your day. And it might just change your life forever. Forever.